The smile, though. You got to smile. Though. I did. That's all I got, man. I'm Steven. And I'm Kevin. In today's episode of The Steven and Kevin Show, we're going to continue our conversation on the 12 benefits of social media for financial advisors. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to episode 93 of The Stephen and Kevin Show. And today, we are continuing our conversation on the benefits of social media for financial advisors. If you missed episode 92, go back, right? Go back and start there. And then today, we, we talked about kind of one through six. Today, we're going to talk about seven through 12. Yeah, last time we talked about how to build top of, uh, top of mind awareness, how to uh, transfer word of mouth online through social media, you know, how to uh, provide social proof that uh, you know, you're a viable option for people. Today, we're gonna look at some different angles of all this, starting with number seven. And number seven is using social and deepen client relationships. We've seen a ton even more value in this during the pandemic, where you're not having clients into the office, you're unable to have too many lunches or client events. Social media is a great way to deepen client connections. And you might even say this is the number one value in being part of the network, mm-hmm. right? I think you could make the case for so many financial professionals that their core asset is their client base, not only from a revenue standpoint, but their ability to grow because their clients are going to refer them to other people if they have the desire to do it. And when you look at a lot of the data that we have, the more of a bond you have with a client on a non-business level, the more you like each other's company, the more willing they are to introduce you, the more desire they have to introduce you. So if you're not seeing them in person, how are you building that personal connectivity? Yeah, we had research uh, a few years back that showed that if the client views the relationship as both business and social, that unsolicited referrals double. Um, so it's like, you know, how do you get to that social element? And well, using social media, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, like I, I don't care, TikTok, right? But these are, we're not talking about necessarily the, the business aspect of like I'm running ads. We're talking about even like a Facebook personal account or Instagram personal account. And do you follow each other? Do you engage with them on that personal level? This uh, is not something that can be delegated. Like no, this isn't somebody uh, no. something somebody on your team can do. It's not something you can outsource to somebody like us. This is you being part of the networks, not the networks that you want to be a part of, the networks your clients are most prominently on. We had an advisor come up to us after a presentation at a, at a major firm that um, you would all know. And... I, I remember this, this advisor coming up to us and saying, hey, guys, I read an article of yours like eight years ago. And by the way, like this was a pretty cutting edge strategy eight years ago, um, not so much anymore. But he said, and, and, I, and it said, hey, you should become friends with your clients on Facebook, just personal, right? And that, hey, this is America and that you can do that. And no matter what your firm says, you can have a personal relationship with them. And he said, and I did it. And I'm telling you, it just revolutionized the relationships. He's like, they come in, they would come into meetings and they're asking me about, my kids' baseball games. Mm-hmm. They're asking me personal questions. Not to mention all the info I'm gathering about them that I can turn into conversation starters. I get to know them better. Um, I turn them into little surprise into like gifts. It's that personal side of it, he said, has really changed uh, the dynamic of his relationship with his clients. The networks that are going to be most um, helpful for this are going to be Facebook, Instagram. Yes. Those are going to be the places where you see the personal side of people. It doesn't matter so much what they're posting on LinkedIn, some business-related posts. It matters a whole lot more what they're doing personally. So you get to see in doing that their hobbies, their interests, what their kids are doing, their grandkids, 
you get a sense of their sense of humor, mm-hmm. maybe their political preferences. You get a, you get to learn a lot from that. Yeah, and if, they're, if they're active, yeah. If they're active, and and if not, your the core client that you talk to all the time, perhaps a spouse is, perhaps one of their kids is, you know. So whoever you're connected with on a enough of a, a, a personal level to even ask for their friendship on Facebook, for example. Right. This isn't something you'd say, all my top 100 clients, I need to seek them out on Facebook. Yeah. You've got to earn the right to connect in that fashion. I so totally um, agree. But when you're able to do that, you'll learn a lot from them and you've got to be willing to post some of your own stuff because the relationship is a two-way street. If they never see anything about your life, like you just are there lurking, but not necessarily posting, it's not that helpful. Like you want them being able to see what makes you a human. Right. Very true. Uh, so uh, deep in client relationships, number seven on our list, but really should be number one. Number eight is to build your database. Right. Most of you have some sort of, of newsletter that you send out on a weekly or monthly basis. And one of the benefits of social media marketing would be the ability to run ads with lead magnets, giving away something in exchange for contact information. But what we can do with that information, I mean, most people at that point aren't going to be ready to, you know, become a client right and consolidate all their assets with you or whatever it might be but we can drip on them right so now i can put them in my newsletter and i can build a database of prospective clients and then i can nurture them over time and if you want to look at a company that does a good job of this whether you love them or hate them fisher investments go go on their website fill out a form say that you're a 10 million dollar prospect and see how quickly someone calls you how the, the drip sequence that you get the physical mail that you get i mean it's they start building that relationship with you, or at least those brand impressions, real fast, real quick. Yeah, I, w- I would love to know their budget for what they put behind Facebook and yeah, other ads. I know, me too. Um, but because when you look at examples out there, they're one of, of a number that you would find who's yeah. done it in a, in a big grand scale. And uh, I think there's there are things you can emulate from that approach on your own budget, you know, <laughs> within your own budget. Number nine. There are times, you know, even though we want to play the long game with social because we think that's the right thing to do, when you're out and active and people are seeing you, you run into some perfect timing leads. Without some, a doubt. Some people who just happen to be in between advisors, in between jobs, inheriting money, selling a business. People who just are like, perfect timing, right? And I use the example sometimes that if I needed something done at my house, you know, like if you, if I had seen your ad for landscaping services uh, you know, six weeks ago, and I'm perfectly happy with the guy that does my lawn, I would just not think much of it and I'd, I'd pass by. But let's say hypothetically he's dropped the ball recently that he hasn't been coming out, he's become unreliable, that maybe I, I see your ad and I'm like, you know what, maybe I should get them out there to take a second one. This is a real world, this is a real world example. I know we were just talking about this the other day. Um, but you know, that, that, that is the, uh, that's the reality of it. And if it were a higher stakes game of uh, financial advice, for example, let's, see, uh, let's say that I see that, uh, that ad from you but maybe it came because I'm a friend of somebody who already liked your page. Mm-hmm. Like I'm able to find out how credible you are by looking up your profile online. But the first thing is you've got to have your message out there often enough for it to hit some of these people at the perfect time. Yeah, you need enough volume too. Um, and so uh, here's, an, here's another kind of in a real world example. We had a client who's running a, a 401k rollover campaign for um, investors down in what, Florida somewhere. And there are people who are in between jobs and we're running you know different ads to um, that target market. And one of them responded recently and just said, a phone call would be better. Like, I mean, it was like, it was the perfect timing. It was like, you know what? I, I need to talk to someone. A phone call would be much better. And we said, of course, we set up that phone call. But yeah, with enough volume, you know, and you get lucky sometimes. Um, next one here is attract, number, number, number 10, attract new talent. So when you're looking to hire that next person on your team, 
right? When they look at your website, your social media presence, all that stuff, do they think, ooh, cutting edge? Mm-hmm. Or do they think outdated, yeah. right? And I'm telling you, you want top tier talent, you need to be thinking cutting edge. You need, that's the kind of people that you wanna be bringing on your team. So and it matters, it doesn't matter so much what type of firm you're with. Mm-hmm. If you're in the independent space and you're trying to recruit, yeah, it, it does matter uh, because they're gonna look you up and they wanna join a group that has a better social presence. Yep. Let's say you're in a wirehouse though and you've got a social presence that's lackluster, a website bio that's old. They may perceive your brand as being somewhat stale, your individual brand as being somewhat stale, even if it's not. Yeah, we see this firsthand, right? So, so we updated our website, we've added a lot of new team members and I've noticed that when we updated our site and we were going, we're having interviews with potential candidates, how many of them say, your website's so cool, right? Your team bios look fun. It looks like a fun place to work. It looks, and it's just, it's changed and it's, it's made us more attractive. Well, you look at the perception of uh, your social channels being robust, it helps. You, you have an, a, an office that seems conducive to having people want to actually work there. Yep. moved offices, that was another helper for us. Uh, but yeah, thinking about what new talent might want. And the other piece of this is not only having the appearance of what they might want, but using these social networks to make outbound contact with them. Mm. So uh, if you're in the recruiting game, you're saying, I want to build my firm, I need some new recruits. Well, social media is a way to reach people. Financial advisors- I didn't even think about that angle. Are That's a great super angle. targetable, Yeah. right? I mean, it's not like, let's say that you're looking for somebody who has a certain level of investable assets. So you're the financial advisor and you're marketing to the investor. You're doing, there's some guesswork there based on profession, where they live and all that. If you're targeting financial advisors, you know their tenure, you know where they've worked. You can profile pretty easily on social networks, whether it be through Facebook advertising, LinkedIn advertising, or just posting. Number 11. 11, making positive first impressions. We talked a little bit about this before, but we know that 95% of those prospects who end up engaging you will have looked at your website, looked at your social profiles. They've done at least a Google search on you. Yeah. And it's super easy to do. It's not saying that 95% of the people find you that way, but it's like, if I'm the financial advisor, Kevin hears about me from Matt, right? Kevin's a prospect. He hears about me from Matt. What's Kevin do? He looks up Stephen Boswell, financial advisor. He's just curious, right? And what appears on page one? That's huge. My social it, stuff, that, that's right? huge, right? So 95% of them look you up at some point during the decision-making process. So we would argue that, I mean, back, back in the day, it was like your first impression was how you dress, right? Did you comb your hair? Did you shine your shoes? Do you have a firm handshake? Now it's, do I have a robust and cutting edge digital presence? I'd argue that that's your first impression. Yeah, for sure. And this is uh, personal and professional. So let's say that your LinkedIn bio, you're like, got it, got my professional headshot, this bio that I had professionally written. But then I go to the next search and I look up your Facebook page and you are Mr. or Mrs. Politics. Right. You are Mr. or Mrs. Guzzling the Jim Beam, you know? <laughs> but uh, you know what? You, you might think, well, people, they absolutely run those types of searches. They do it all the time because they want to learn as much as they can about you. And they're trying to mitigate risk. They're trying to make a good decision. I mean, yes. you're not cyberstalking, but you're doing your research. And yeah. if you're going to consider somebody to manage your money, you're definitely going to look through some of those channels. 100%. And how quickly is it? How quickly are you able to turn somebody off by what you have on your, uh, on your Facebook feed, for example? that may show your political leanings, that may show your um, your true colors in a way that any mm, business yeah. any, any business website will not do. Uh, but it's real. And you might think, well, who in their right mind would have that kind of information up there? We've worked with them. We've worked with plenty of them. We've worked with them. Their, We've you're like, hey, hired them. You gotta, oh my gosh, yes. Yeah. You, you've got to take control of what's showing there, yeah. whether it's by limiting who gets access to that and, and you know- Knowing taking, your privacy settings. Taking control of your privacy settings, or just probably more importantly, 
cleaning it up a little bit. Yeah. Delete some posts that are embarrassing. You want people to look at you as somebody who they can relate to, they can trust. Pictures of you and your family, great. Uh, one after another, after another of political postings, not so great. Maybe for, for people who get along with you in that in that realm, but maybe not for others. Right. Maybe if, if you're that passionate, then maybe you wouldn't work with someone who's leans that way politically. Nowadays, totally. <laughs> I mean, if you had two yeah. advisors to choose from and one was on your political side of the aisle and the other wasn't, it would be a determining factor. Oh, it would be a no-brainer. Um, okay, number 12. This is our final benefit for financial advisors embracing social media, and that is to boost your rankings in, in search engines. Stephen hinted at it, that that first page of results is huge. And it's not just your website, right? It's your social profiles that are going to populate. So when you're thinking about brand consistency, you know, website, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, all of that stuff needs to look consistent. It needs to be robust. It needs to be active so that it populates with search results. So uh, let's say, uh, for I get this question a lot about search engine optimization. What do you need to have done for your website to appear at the top of a Google search organically, right? Without having to pay per click to Google. In white hat methods. In white hat methods. Uh, but people have that question all the time because it's super valuable. If you're one of the top few results of a Google search for financial advisor in your given community, you will get some calls. Uh, you, you're going to get oh, calls from that. Definitely. So yeah. it's about very valuable. But it's also not that easy to influence. Mm -hmm. Like financial advisor, such and such area, you've got some competition there. Yeah. And it does not happen quickly, doesn't happen just by having a good website. You've got to pay some outsiders to perform SEO services if you really want to dominate that space. Yeah, on site, off site. Yep. Yeah. So, um, but you, you can very much influence what shows when somebody searches your name in financial advisor. So, generally, when you do that, if you haven't done it in a while, run that search and you're going to find that in that page one, there's going to be some things that are just general websites that aren't that helpful. You might find the broker check, the smart asset, things like that that aren't necessarily helping you out in any way. You can supplant some of those through robust social channels. So, one of the, the quickest ways to influence what shows on page one is to sign up for and have robust social channels that exist, mm -hmm. uh, first of all. Second, when you're running effective social media campaigns, you're driving traffic to your site. When your site gets more traffic, Google rates you more heavily, rates you more highly in their search results. And uh, finally, there, there's some subtle benefits, some smaller benefits to having the contact information match across all those channels. Google is going to give you a little bit of a boost if everything aligns and they can tell this, this person seems credible. This doesn't seem like a quick upstart business that we uh, were speculating on. So that's it. Those are our 12 benefits for having a robust social media presence for financial advisors. I'm sure there's other benefits. I'm sure there's some things that we we left out, right? But there's there's so many of these benefits in this environment, not to mention, I mean, during a pandemic, right? I can't do a ton of face-to-face -face style marketing, but I can market myself digitally.